none of it's going to matter unless you were walking with him. And to, to go a level deeper on your question, like it's important that once you feel like, oh, wow, this is what God is calling me into. It's important to not like put that above God once it becomes something that yeah. like you're walking in. Cause there's times where we've, we've been like, wow, we need like, would what would happen if like Malta just didn't work or if like something happened with the business or if he calls me to like give it to someone and then just pursue something else, would I be able to do that? And it's always a good heart check of being like, is this ministry that he's blessed us with and kind of like given us the keys to like more important than seeking him? And if that's the an- if that the answer is yes, then I really need to reevaluate like what I'm doing this for. For real. I so what you said. Hey guys, welcome to the Mighty Life Podcast, where we invite extraordinary people to share their life lessons, and in so doing, we hope to inspire you to live your best life. In this episode, we have Kyle and Jacqueline sharing a story of love, growth, and the founding of a Malta Apparel Christian company, and above all else, their journey to seek God's kingdom first. You all in for a treat? Let's dive right into it. These two, uh, Kyle and Jacqueline, they're my lifelong friends. I've met them decades ago at Bible study. Literally at Bible study. <laughs> you make study, it sound like, so old. No. It's a little less than one decade. <laughs> it's a less than one decade? Okay. Yeah. Less than one decade. I met them at a Bible study. And at that time, we were all just friends and hanging out. Little did I knew God had an amazing purpose for both of them. Back then, we had no idea. Back then, we are just cruising through life. Yeah. Yeah. I literally met you two the same day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's pretty we wild. were cruising through life, and then somewhere along the road, like, I think, like, they, they, I think you liked him, and then you tried to, you know, fish for info along the road. I'm like, oh, I don't know how this is going to work out. We <laughs> shall see. And uh, we'll get into that later tonight. Then they got married, and then they launched a Christian apparel company now called Malta. It's, three, it's been three years in the making. Yep, three years. And it's you guys never look back since then. It's sometimes we look back. Yeah. Wondering no, what the heck we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> we can't. Yeah. So I'll pass it to you guys if you guys I'd like to elaborate a little bit further about you guys or getting to know a group. Or, yeah. You go first, ladies yeah. first. Yeah. Well, okay. Whatever. All right. So we met at that dinner, that Mexican restaurant place. Right after the young adult. Right after thing. the yeah. young adult. The CCB Q and A thing. Um, and you got to start because I <laughs> feel like I, we have very different versions of our story. Okay. So we just, I don't know. We were friends for a while, uh, as you know. Yeah. Um, so we were, we'd go to the gym all the time. Like you and Emmanuel, our best friend that was our, I hate saying he married us cause it just sounds he like a polygamy or something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, you officiated our wedding. So, uh, just kind of had that core group and we were Mm -hmm. just always like, no matter what group we were in, we were always like, Mm -hmm. like joined at the hip. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think we both kind of entered, um, our own unique seasons without like me being like, Hey, I need to distance myself from you and, or her being like, Hey, I'm like pursuing this. Like we just kind of were doing our own things. Um, and I, I left my job a month ago. That's a different story. Um, but at the time, um, when I was working at my job, I would work, um, five weeks at a time. I'd be on 72 hour night shifts, like Mm -hmm. 72 hour weeks Mm -hmm. on nights, um, for five weeks straight at a time. And this one was seven weeks long because we 
had some extra things we had to do. So it was like almost two months straight of just being on night shifts, 72 hours a week. Give the audience a quick uh, synopsis. What was your job that was working so hard, so demanding? What was it and what did you do? Yeah, um, yeah so I went to ASU for mechanical engineering, graduated mm-hmm. in 2016, and immediately went and trained up as a nuclear engineer at a nuclear plant out west called Palo Verde. And um, that was an 18-month training program there. And then I started off and uh, I was a turbine engineer for a while um, or turbines, but technically in America, you say turbine. So I like to correct (laughs) people with that. (laughs) So um, that was, yeah, that was pretty demanding. Um, We would have any, any time something happened with our equipment, I'd be out on, on site all the time. So that was really demanding. And that was uh, eight years of my life um, being out there. Um, So yeah, I just quit that about a month ago. Um, and that's, you know, different discussion, but, uh, during that season of that eight week outage, that was one of the longest ones we had. Um, I just kind of, uh, or right before it actually entering it, I had Mm. a really like difficult season. Um, I was seeking girls, I would say not women of God. Um, Mm. I was wanting girls that would be like, you know, the gym girl that looks all fit and stuff and posts things, but at the same time, like, respected herself and honored the Lord, which, like, you can't have those things all at once. Like, so I was, it was almost like a double-minded thing. And um, I, like, went through this, like, not relationship, but I talked to this girl for, like, a month, and Jacqueline knew her. She knew, knew, like, every girl that I, like, talked to just because we were, like, so close. But um, that ended, and it was just, like, abrupt and kind of hit me differently than all the others and I was just like I clearly am doing this wrong I'm Mm. seeking the wrong things I'm not seeking the Lord I'm seeking like other things and then Mm. hoping that he'll just kind of fit in the little gaps well so I'm gonna when during this process it was something that like we were so close where he would process his relationships I would process my relationships because we were like what do we do and he's like you know that's not good for you and then I'd be like you're an idiot that's not good for you Mm. but then this particular relationship, whatever it was, was like where he really hit like rock bottom and he was wow. like, what am I doing? And like everyone can see it around him because we all are there with him. But yeah. that's when I think he really got desperate to understand that what he's doing is wasn't mm-hmm. what God intended for him to have. Mm-hmm. So and we both were in the same season of that. So now you can keep going. I just want to oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to also ask a quick question when she said that that hit you rock bottom. At what point? Because you, you were just talking to her, but she hit you differently than the other gals. At what point did you re- re- recognize, okay, I'm doing this wrong? Was there some sort of revelation from God? Did God give you some sort of inclination? <laughs> yeah. Or what, did you just say, oh, I had enough. Like, this is like, I've been struck out too many times. This hurts too much. Um. Oh. That's a good question. I, yeah, that is. It was, um, I haven't really like tried to like think about that because it was just like oh, really. Oh, it's been so far ago. Yeah, yeah. but um, it was basically like, I remember it pretty substantially like the day that I kind of just came out of that because mm-hmm. um, it like randomly uh, after a Wednesday night service, we would go to the CFTN Wednesday night services sure. consistently and she was there with us mm-hmm. and she pulled me aside after and was like, hey, by the way, like this was a month into us like pretty like, I mean, from my view, <laughs> pretty like intentionally dating each other. Sure. Um, but from her view, she pulled me aside and was like, hey, I've been talking to someone else, seeing them. Wow. And it's been even longer than I've been, like, it was before that I even met her. Wow. 
Um, and so I was like, wow, okay, um, that's interesting. And then she just completely like cold turkey. She was like involved in our like ministry groups and everything like yeah. Bible studies. And she just checked out, didn't hear, nobody heard from her yeah. or anything. And it was just like super odd. And I kind of hit a point of like, I felt so like deceived and lied to. And like, it wasn't just like some normal like breakup thing, but it was mm. just com- completely like, I thought I knew this person that didn't. Mm. And then, um, I just was like, all right, like that was the night I literally, um, I had anxiety. That was the first, I know I don't really like deal with anxiety, depression or anything. Yeah. Never felt that, but that was like the first time and only time I really felt like a weight and I was just like laying in bed. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't breathe. The reason I couldn't sleep is because I was forgetting to breathe. Like that's oh literally, I was just so anxious of like what is going on in my life. Oh my and, um, so I didn't sleep. And then the next day I, I took off work. Cause it was just yeah. that bad, oh, which kind of sounds soft, but <laughs> it was mm-hmm. tough. Um, but I called my parents and talked to them for like yeah. a few hours and through the like, talking to them, I realized like, and I say this to a lot of like the high schoolers that we used to uh, coach at CCV, mm-hmm. like if there's, especially in relationships, if there's an opportunity or a person that you feel like, wow, this is it, like this is amazing. And then all of a sudden it's either, you know, slides out beneath you or God kind of directs you somewhere else instead of you looking at that and being like, oh, and like being sad about it, that's an amazing opportunity to be like, thank you, God, like for yeah. revealing something to me that maybe right now I don't understand, but I know and I trust you and moving forward, I know that you have something better for me. Like I thought that was awesome. I thought that was for me and like it, mm-hmm. but if that's not, and that's what it felt like in the, in like the time that I had it, then I can't imagine how much better it's going to be in the future. If you have something like, you know me better than I do. So that was kind of like the, moment I hit that literally the next day I was just processing with my parents on the phone and Mm. I was just like laughing I was literally like went from not able to sleep in anxiety to like laughing in joy about the situation being like you know like this is amazing because this shows me like what I need to do so Mm. that was the point where I was like all right I need to like God you need to not you need to but like just show me what I'm doing wrong like what am I doing that that was when I realized like man I've just been seeking the wrong things and I, um, I've shared this with her and we had, um, a lot of discussions about this and I've actually got a little more out, outspoken about it on, um, social media and stuff lately, but on like pornography, cause that was something I dealt with a lot, mm. like in high school and college and even after college, like it would just come back. And I realized that was like tainting my ability to view women as children or daughters of God. Like right. it was just completely a film that was like. You know, I'd try and see that, but then I would still want something from them. And it was very selfish. Um, And so that was a moment of realization of like, wow, I need to like really take Romans 12 to this, like my life verse I've always said, seriously, like actually Mm -hmm. renew my mind by like transforming it, not just go along with the patterns because that's a pattern of the world. Like pornography is just normalized. So that was something that I recognized, turned from, and then over the process of like walking through that, it was just like repenting, but then like there was still things that I would deal with. Um, obviously like we're not perfect. We go through things, but, Mm -hmm. um, there was, that was like the changing point. And then that's when I had like, you know, we can talk about Malta later, but that was, um, when I was like, you know, I'm doing something wrong. And so I was like, God, like, I just need you. I'm just going to seek you. And that was kind of like, we were talking before on Psalm, uh, 37, four, like delight in the Lord and he will fulfill the desires desires of your heart. So Mm -hmm. that was like, I wasn't like, delighting in him, I was delighting in other things. And yeah. those were what I thought 
I wanted, but those weren't actual desires of my heart. That was like flesh. I love what you said. And it is such an epidemic for men, pornography, the attack from social media. It's because we're men. The moment the algorithm knows us, it's then this is why I say it's attacks and manipulation from the enemy. It's like your guy, you're putting your age, you're putting in demographic. It will literally, even the advertisement, even when you're just scrolling through, they'll just put that in there. It's like software pornography, even on Instagram. So I'll try very hard to minimize my time on there. And I love what you said about if I'm not going to treat a girl, a daughter of God, how is he going to bring my wife to me? I love how you have that revelation to say, hey, I need to start treating all women that way because they're all daughters of God. And how's your father, heavenly father going to reward you with your wife? If you're treating all the daughters of God, a guy like in in the not the best way, not the most respectful way, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah and that kind of leads into mm. like her converging story too. Yeah. Where, well, there's like she, a she, phrase yeah. too of mm. if it's not your wife, she's your sister. So oh, like you have to like on, protect and like honor and respect her. Mm. And that was something I used <laughs> I used to say in our Bible study at Scott mm. and Kayla's was like. Mm. Bro, if she ain't it, like she's your sister, like honor her and how you look at her, how you treat her, how you talk to her. That's a huge thing that I feel like helps people. But what is, what did you say? I feel oh. like your story was kind of converging with mine at the same time. And that was mm. like, why Dude, literally was... God was like mm-hmm. perfect timing for both of us. Cause we were best friends for two and a half years. There was never, I mean, I liked him in the beginning, but God made it very clear to me that he was not, I was like, God, like dumb it down like as much as you can and literally that that night i was like make it clear like Mm. if this is the person because typically a godly man is supposed to pursue you Mm. and during this season i was pursuing him and Mm. dropping hints and he wasn't seeing it Mm. and i was like god you got to make it clear and that night he showed up to a hangout thing with another girl yeah and i was like deuces this was like a year prior or so. Yeah. yeah but yeah, like but in before. a moment like that, my heart was already surrendered to Jesus in a different way where I didn't grow bitter because he showed up with another girl. I saw yeah. it as an opportunity to love him as my brother in Christ, sure. you know? So that was so real. That was really cool because I was like, dang, like I need nothing from you. I don't need your attention. I don't need you to talk to me, but I get to just love you right. as a son of God. Right. Um, but during that time, I was going through my own relationships and Mm. like I was going to church, I was reading my Bible, I was going to Bible study, all these things, but I was not rooted in my identity firmly in like the blood of Jesus and the cross and what he did for us. And I remember I was in a relationship who I thought was the one and he actually helped me walk through that one too, which is so weird Mm -hmm. because it just, I don't know, I normally thought like it okay I didn't I don't go to guys for advice but he was just like a brother so I never but this relation particular relationship was very um and obviously we want to be honoring of the people because where they're at in life we don't know yeah Yeah. we're not going to change names he um it was just um standards I could never live up to because they Mm. were desires of his and not mm, like I can relate normal (laughs) (laughs) like um so I was for lack of better terms, I, w- I didn't physically live up to the standard of what he wanted. And mm. I thought we were going to get married mm. um, because that's what I was promised. And so mm. it was a really deep, deep cut because I was like, mm. it's the best I've ever had. But yet it mm. was the worst I've ever felt. Right. And that was when Kyle used that piece of advice to me. This was like the relationship ended a while ago and then mm. we were friends and Malta was starting up and I would help him with it. 
But then that guy tried to come back into my life and it really sent me spiraling and confused oh because goodness. I was like, Jesus, like I thought this was done. Yeah. And so I was like, do I go back to him? Do I not? And so mm. then um, Kyle was like, well, if you thought that was God's best for you and it's not, and it's not like the entirety of like joy and happiness and you kind of feel um, like expectations you can't meet. And like expectations like, I would never meet. Right. Um He's like, then that's not it. And imagine how much greater God has for you. And I was like, facts. Okay, I'm done. And, (laughs) but so God spoke to me very clearly during this time after he broke up with me, there was this place where God literally spoke to me and was like, are you done finding your value in men? And I was like, I don't do that. But he was like, are you done? And I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I started going to school and ministry at our church, yeah. um, Church for the Nations, yeah. and just dove deep into what it looked like to actually walk with God. And he shattered, how I explain it, he completely shattered the foundation I ever built my life on, yeah. the religion I was raised in, the belief system I had, the belief system I had about myself, God, people. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I went on a healing journey while he was going through his So his was, he had those expectations over women and they had to be a certain way, but be honoring. Mine were, I found every piece of my identity in a man who could Mm. never fulfill what father God intended for me to know. So yeah, so we were going through that. And then it was a, dude, it's so weird because sometimes God is just so mysterious. It's really hard to explain like his like grace and love for us. But during that time, I had a feeling it was Kyle who was the man I was supposed to be with, but I never imposed it. I was always like, I had to really get myself to a place of like, God, if it is Kyle, I'm okay with it. If Mm. it's not Kyle, I'm okay with it. Mm. Like I want your perfect will. And what's crazy is like, people are like, yeah, I'll just kind of run with it and see what God does in marriage, dating. Like he'll bless it. He'll bless it. I'm like, yo, you actually understand that this is a covenant. God clearly, biblically never takes covenants as a joke. Mm -hmm. Like he makes it very like important and something that he puts so much into. Mm -hmm. And so when he creates marriage or a covenant or becoming one with someone, it's not something you take lightly, but it's also not something he's not going to give you input on. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like he speaks very clearly on that kind of stuff. So for that, it was cool. And then so long story, he asked me to be, he was like, you can receive it. You can pray about it, whatever. But in that, like before that, God was heavily building me up as a woman of God. Cause I was one of those girls at the gym and showing off. And I was very, um, I was seeking attention at it. I didn't realize I was, Mm -hmm. but, um, he was like, God was like, I'm bringing you your husband. And I'm kind of bouncing all over the place, but this was all in like the same like couple of weeks. And I was like, cool. Like I got really excited. And then he's like, but you have to carry yourself like you're already a godly wife. Mm. And I was like, dude, I totally am. Like I go to church, I do all the things right. But then I knew deep down what I was doing for attention. And I was like, oh my God. And I tell you the atmosphere changed the moment I walked as if I was already with a man of God in an honoring marriage. And so that was beautiful too, because that brought different, like a different atmosphere around me where I was even healthy in my mind to receive somebody like Kyle and he could receive me in a healthy way Mm. 
Um, yeah, sorry, that was kind of all no, over the place. But always, that's... I want to touch back on what you said in the beginning. I think it's so telling and I think it's such a beautiful thing. In the beginning, you pursued him. You liked him. I was there for part of it. I kind of saw some of this. Some <laughs> I was in some of these conversations. Yes. I, go, I have oh, no clue. I won't go, go into the details <laughs> God of, protected uh, yeah, his mind. of all of that. But here's what's so interesting. So many times I see people in that situation. And that must have been so hard for you. That night, you saw him with another girl. I see it as over and over again. People mm -hmm. will cut off their relationship. Oh, I don't want to talk to that person anymore. Mm -hmm. And they, they'll feel bitter. And they'll feel a little resentful. Mm -hmm. But that didn't happen to you. And you asked God for at the time, you didn't know he was going to be a husband. You said, just give, dumb it down for me. Yeah. No words. That <laughs> was a pre <laughs> pretty clear sign. And you believe that clear sign. Okay, he's not a man for me. Then it turned out he was. How did you navigate that looking back now? Like, one, how you, were you able to really still be his friend and not feel any sign of jealousy, bitterness? I think that's such a hard thing for young women to do. Yeah, that's, um, a, that's a good question. I um, think in that moment... Mm -hmm. I was already in a place where I was like, Lord, like, if this is what, you, like, the word talks about is like, the mm. man is the head of the house. Like, he's supposed to pursue. He's supposed to do mm. this. And I'm not seeing those. Then I'm like, okay, so if that's not what's happening, then I'm just going to trust what you say. But if I'm like, if I'm literally in my car driving to whatever the event is, and I'm like, make it very clear, how much more clear can God get with him walking in with another girl? Like... That was something where I was like, okay, but the work I did before that was like, that's not a rejection to me. That was God protecting me mm. and building something in me that he would not have been able to offer me in that time. Yeah, like only God in that moment could have offered more. So, mm. sorry. No, so trusting that mm -hmm. and trusting like, okay, God, like I know that you're a good father and it didn't come naturally like you had to renew your mind you had to read god's word and speak that over you but it was it was hard sometimes but from that moment it was almost like severed like there mm. was no like desire to like impress him or want his attention or anything like that i was just straight up like he's my brother in christ now like how if it's not your wife she's your sister 100%. so for him i was like he's not my husband so he's my brother mm -hmm. which was really cool and so i think it was a little bit more of a sever because of what was being done before where God was really like working in me. Mm. Um, does that answer your question? It does. Okay. It, it does. And then you talk about having that relationship with God, how you, you know, able to build up to that point. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to kind of bring up like what you guys talk about, like rejection a little bit. I love what you said. God was protecting you throughout this journey, throughout mm -hmm. this process. He really was in essence, he, he almost kind of hid your values from Kyle in that season because he wouldn't have seen your worth yeah. in that season, his life, mm -hmm. thinking back. You know, and yeah. then, But now we need to kind of let the layers unfold a little bit. And it's so, you know, and again, I'm so appreciative of you guys. And I just had somebody important that walked on my life very recently and it was painful and it hurts. But in that season, it's what I know. It's like, even though I might have gotten a no, no matter how you look at this, in this form of rejection, as a no, but you get a knowing from God. Mm -hmm. To your guys' point, it's like the feedbacks from God. You get a knowing from God that, hey, this season, you know, it, you just got to trust, trust the God. Because so many times in business, I think for me, my relationship with God is I've been so conditioned. You guys can relate with Malta, with life too. The, the business problems are easy. It always comes to, okay, how much of this is going to cost me? If I throw enough money at it, things will 
to a large degree solve solve itself. And same could be said maybe for people in your life. If we, maybe you need a favor or whatnot, you have a capable team around you, and you can solve those problems. But the hardest problem in life that you can't be solved are the ones that you can only trust up God. You can't solve those with money. You can't solve those with capable people. Mm-hmm. The, the, the problem of the heart, uh, the hurt of the heart, you can only be solved you know, by surrendering completely truthfully to God. And, and then really the revelation I get after that, it's like, well... Yeah, the problem sucks, you know, the hurt sucks. But then to think back about it, this is like, this is my journey. This is a hero's journey. This is kind of like your guys' journey you guys had to go through because the only people without those heartbreaks, without those rejections, Kyle, where you went through, Jacqueline, the, where you had to seek his validation on the people that who are dead. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what God revealed to me. It's like, well, I guess I, you know, I don't want to be dead. If I'm dead, I'm guaranteed not to face any of those problems. But if I'm alive, I'm a Christian. I'm, I'm gonna. Those challenges are gonna come my way. Mm-hmm. Appreciate just your guys' wisdom, you know, throughout this whole journey and everything. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate yeah. it. Uh, it, uh, yeah. it didn't. I wouldn't say it, like just like oh yeah, all of a sudden, every, like we went, we've gone through hell for a lot of yeah. things. Like um, mm-hmm. the thing when he talked about just like mm-hmm. the his battle with like pornography, like mm-hmm. the enemy, because to me. Like, if Jesus doesn't see us as our sin, Mm -hmm. because he can pull out a laundry list of each one of us, Mm. but he doesn't, Mm. it was something he, God had to get a hold of me where I don't see him for his sin. I see him as a son of God who, Mm. like, the enemy has deceived him in Mm. whatever he thought he was in. But it was something that our marriage was almost robbed from us, something that God called us to because of that scenario. And that was Mm. where holy cow, like, God, you have been with us the whole time, and so, like, that was something, literally, we've never actually publicly talked about this, um, but Mm. a week before we were, um, gonna get married, I learned about it, and, um, excuse me, he told me, it was, it's been a, it was a long time since he, like, had a scenario, but, like, he, Shared. I like basically fell into temptation like mm-hmm. early on. Early when we in our dating. relationship. And then I was just too ashamed to like bring it up. And mm. but like I took it to like other people and just was like like I didn't ask for them, them for wisdom or counsel or anything. I just was like AFL, blah 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 blah. And then like that was it. And I just like for months just sat on it and like felt ashamed about it. But I was like, I can't tell her because that would destroy her. And then like God just kind of convicted me like literally just straight up convicted me like a week before the wedding. I just like, for some reason, like it wasn't something that I thought about like telling her until like a week before. It was just like, I felt like intense conviction of like, I need to just like clear the air on this. Like before we get married, this is a necessity. And so I like brought it up to her a week before I was like, Hey, like this happened like early on. And like when we were dating like a year ago at that point, um, cause we started dating like, in the end of 2020, early 2021. Yeah. And so that was like, I was like, so in 2022, when we got married, like the week before, this is like end of February, two years ago. Um, I was like, Hey, so like a year ago, like this happened. And yeah. That and was, it was, yeah, that was what she was. Yeah. So up. like trust, like was completely broken. And I was like, every fear not his identity, every fear that was bottling up inside of me of being rejected, of being the problem, of not being able, blah, 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 like just 
blew up. Like literally we were at church (laughs) and I was cussing really loud in like the sanctuary area. It took Emmanuel's like like, Superman strength to... Anyways, it was, but it was like a whole thing. And like now, like when I'm sitting here listening to him, there... It doesn't affect me, but before it would be like pins and needles stabbing my heart because I was like, God, what is this? Like, what is this? And he really did work in both of us. And it was like, we almost let the enemy win. Like we almost let him have our marriage because I was like, I'm done, bro. I'm not doing this. Like, I don't need you. Like it was that mindset, but God was like, like I went and sought wise Christian biblical counsel and Mm. not just what i want to hear because Mm. friends could easily be like oh girl you don't need him like Mm. that crap i don't need i need wisdom i need counsel i need biblical words to help guide me because right now i don't need someone to pat me on the back and say i'm right yeah and um i saw a friend and she was like that's like she's like that's not his identity she's like what did god say about your marriage i was like well he told us that we're getting married, like, and he brought us together. And then Mm. it was that, like, what God brings together, let no man separate, let alone the devil. And so Mm. in that moment, to me, it wasn't, yeah, he made poor choices. And yeah, he didn't know his identity in Christ. Cool. But ultimately, the devil had a hold on him. And that was something that I literally almost let him have the most beautiful thing I've ever walked in mm-hmm. in my entire life. But we trusted God. Mm-hmm. Our wedding verse, because we were married on March 5th, is trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and mm-hmm. all your ways. Acknowledge mm-hmm. him and he will make your path straight. Yep. And that was something, was before, yeah. it was very hard, yeah. but trust was something that it didn't start with Kyle. My trust issues started when I was a kid mm. and I, it was so hard to trust anybody. And God really uprooted it because he's like, Mm. if I'm building a foundation of a marriage, Mm -hmm. this isn't going to sustain. This hurt is going to creep up. It's not going to sustain. The same thing with his stuff. Why did it come up a week before we got married? Mm -hmm. Because God knew that he was doing something in us, but that that can't be in it. Mm. So it was really cool. So like we talk about, we've never talked about this, but it's so cool because it's like sitting here now, I'm like, wow, like if you just let God work through the good, bad, ugly really disgusting parts of us like he will give you so much beauty in surrender and surrender is a daily thing like it's not just a one and done so and and back to like the wise counsel she was talking about like there's something so powerful in the confession of your sin like presenting that to other like like like-minded believers especially those who like you're super close with because that was something that i was obviously ashamed to tell her but then as soon as like that conviction just started hitting me, I just was like, I need to bring this up to two people who I'm closest with, which was mm-hmm. um, Emmanuel and D. Mm-hmm. And so I called them and they were like, bro, you just like, yeah, it's going to suck, but you got to tell her. Like, yeah. And if you guys are trusting God in this relationship and walking in the marriage, you just have to trust that things are going to work out. And, mm-hmm. and also like you walking in integrity and a man of good character, like you can't just go on and like, not do this and then they also brought up like what if it just like randomly comes up and like she finds out a different way that you had fallen into temptation earlier on in your relationship then how is she gonna how's that gonna look on like how she trusts you if you just own up so the the wise counsel like goes the way of like seeking counsel and like how to handle a situation and respond to someone that has hurt you but also like goes in the way of of how to like 
navigate a scenario where you might have hurt, you definitely hurt somebody, but like, mm-hmm. how do I go about like talking to them about this? Like, what do I do? And so yeah. that was like a really pivotal moment in our lives, like in our story together. And that was literally like a month or two after. So like to back up, like when I went, went through that eight week or se- seven week outage and then just like mm-hmm. God gave me the vision for Malta and, mm-hmm. and I was tearing down what I had kind of the same thing of like my foundation of everything just broke. And then yeah. I just was seeking him. Um, that was why I said like, I still had issues because like yeah. I was seeking him. And then all of a sudden, like I, my, it was almost like the veil was torn. My eyes were open to like, wow, why am I wow. not like pursuing this woman of God? Like she's on fire. She's in, like at that time was yeah. in our school of ministry Let's go. and just like learning and deepening her faith. And I was like, man, and I just felt called, like drawn to her. And so that's when I yeah. talked to her and we had that talk of like, Hey, <laughs> by the way, like I, there's no pressure on you. Cause I know like we're really good yeah. friends. And I don't want to ruin that, but yeah. like, I'm interested in like seeing yeah. if we could date. <laughs> I didn't know how I said it, but yeah. she was like, I was like, I think blah, blah, blah. And she was like, I don't think, I don't want to say, I think I'm in the same boat. I know I'm in the same boat. So it was like a yeah. really cool, like, there. W- okay. One more anyway. thing. There was. <laughs> crazy peace when he like when we decided it crazy peace like and I've been in a laundry list of relationships but like I never felt there was always something mm. like but it was never sometimes noticeable it's like oh okay I can compromise blah blah, blah. Mm. when he did that it was like stupid peace like I did not understand it and I was mm. like dang god the world mm. can't give me this like mm-hmm. I know this is you and that was really cool because mm-hmm. that was when I was like, that's like a knowing that like, I mean, we're spirits and mm-hmm. bodies, we're souls and bodies. Like mm-hmm. it's, it like cut to my soul where I was mm-hmm. like, yo, this mm-hmm. is, this is it. Mm-hmm. And it was so beautiful. So anyways, yeah. I just want to share that because that was something that like hit me harder than anything yeah. else. But yeah. I was just bringing that, yeah. that up just because like sanctification is a process. Yeah. Like justification happens when you accept Jesus, but then Mm -hmm. sanctification is like, you can't expect to just, you know, if like you're high on drugs your entire life, you can't expect to just all of a sudden, like not have any temptation or any like inkling of like, Oh, I want to do that. Like instantly. Like there's obviously extreme cases where people get saved and like, you know, filled with the spirit. And they're just like, wow. Like I didn't even, I don't even think about it. But Mm -hmm. a lot of people, like, you still have those remnants of things that you still have to put to death, like, in your flesh that you don't even recognize. And so they're, like, just subtle things. And a big thing that we realized, or that I guess I've, we both realized definitely, but, like, social media, like you were saying, is just such a, like, toxic and very, I would say, demonic place. Like, there's, yeah, yeah, there's just, like, and we talk to our high schoolers all the time, like, if you think about like an alcoholic trying to overcome alcoholism and mm. they're like, all right, I'm going to do this. They don't wake, wake up with mm. a bottle of gin next to them in the no. morning and start mm. looking at it and playing with it. Yeah. Same way. Like if you're trying to get over a pornography addiction, you shouldn't wake up with your phone, right. open up to Instagram where all mm. of your, the girls you follow are posting these stupid things. Mm-hmm. And like, you guys can't submit to that. You can't just continue to scroll through those things. Cause that's just the enemy just giving you little droplets of like, Oh, Oh, oh. and then over, mm. over time you're just, you're opening yourself up to that. That's why I say it's demonic because the enemy is using that to really tap mm-hmm. into not just men, but women's minds too and just mislead them. Yeah. And there's so many, it's guard your heart, like protect your eyes. If your eyes cause you to sin, like pluck them out. If, and then like your eyes are the gateway to your soul. So it's like, you have to be careful what you're 
watching, what you're eating, what you're drinking, what you're what's the other consuming. one? Consuming. Consuming. Just general, anything yeah. you consume, it matters because God Consume. created our bodies to be temples and if we're just constantly mm. poisoning our temples, mm-hmm. how do we expect him to be like like he's still there? But it's hard for him to dwell in a place that's so consumed with mm-hmm. ourselves and our worldly desires. Right. The word desire used to like low-key piss me off because I was like, uh, the world uses the word desires in such a um, tainted way. And God created like desires in our hearts as just what he created as children of God. And so there's these desires that he wants to fulfill in us. Mm-hmm. But then like you have to make sure it's aligned with God and not your flesh because your flesh is very deceitful. Your heart is deceitful. And so anyways, that was, we got on a whole, yeah. but I, I guess it was supposed it was, to happen. It was very good. <laughs> it, it, it was good. I want, you guys mentioned something very interesting in that passage. I think a lot of people struggle with seeking wise counsel. And mm-hmm. first, I just want to acknowledge you two. You know, when I was in a tough place multiple times in my life now, you guys have been a wise counsel for me. Mm-hmm. And I just want to sincerely nice. appreciate that. And then speaking the biblical truth from what you learned in school of ministry, what you learned, and then passing that to me. So it's been absolutely invaluable. I also want to make uh, no light of this because we see this happen in the Bible. It happens in the modern day. Is Satan attack us when we're at our weakest. Mm-hmm. If you look how Eve was deceived, Satan attacked Eve. Oh. See, God never told Eve not to eat from the fruit of knowledge. He told Adam, Adam, relate to her chronologically how, how it went in the Bible. But Satan attacked her solo when she was alone, mm-hmm. not when they were together. I think if they were together, we'd be in a different outcome right now. It'd be like, you know, two, two, two stronger than one, right? <laughs> and the same can, can be said with Jesus when, he, when he's out 40 days out there, like he's hungry, he's thirsty, fasting, like physically at his limit. Then, then the lies of the devil comes in. So when those moments come, we know that we're going to be our weakest. How does someone overcome maybe shame, overcome pride, and then just humble themselves and say, hey, I need to seek wise biblical counsel versus I just need someone to tell me I'm going to be okay. You know, how do yeah. they delineate to how do they have that humility? Yeah. It's funny because mm. pr- pride is like the hardest thing to overcome because the, the like cure for, I would say like all sin issues is just humility, like humbling yourself to acknowledge that you are not enough, that you need a savior. Um, like blessed are those who are poor in spirits, like the first beatitude, like mm-hmm. you have to recognize first of all, like that you are a human being, that you are not enough spiritually, like you need to die to yourself. But that that's why pride is so difficult because like if you're stuck in pride, how do you get out of pride? You humble yourself. How do you get out of any situation? You humble yourself, recognize you need help and you ask for wise counsel, but a prideful person finds it very difficult to ask for wise counsel because they think they're the wisest counsel. They think that they know all the answers. They have all the knowledge. They've read all the, the books, all the Bible scriptures. They've gone to all the Bible studies, the sermons. And so that was something that I think I definitely, I dealt with a lot more, still deal with a lot. Like everyone deals with a form of pride. Mm -hmm. Um, but that was a big thing for me of recognizing, like, I need to just give this to someone like instead of mm. allowing shame to just eat away at my my internals and my mind and my spirit like i need to just let this out and ask for people's guidance but um i, I think it's just yeah like recognizing like you're just nothing without god like it, you were created for that that connection of like that pe- I, I hate the term 
and use of it all the time, but like the God-sized hole in your heart kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like there's just nothing that's ever going to fulfill something in you that you're desiring more than God will. Like it's mm-hmm. just always going to be him. And so that's the point that someone needs to get to before they can actually make that change. Because if they don't get there, then there's no change that's going to happen. No. Or even, and no, there's so. like, there's prayers that like mm-hmm. you can pray where you can ask God, like, is there something that's withholding me from your fullness? Is there something that's withholding me from your grace mm-hmm. and like what you have for me? And it's a bitter pill to swallow when you recognize you had pride. I used to be like, I'm not prideful. I've never struggled with pride. But like, because I'm not like the kind where I'm like boasting in, um, for lack of better terms, the one that he dealt with was like boasting in himself and his abilities. Mm. My pride was in how like broken my home was, what I came from, that I was such a victim that I Mm. was like attached to that being kind of like my scapegoat of like, well, because of this, this, or like, because this happened to me, I'm justified to be mm. angry. I'm justified to hate. I'm justified to like be in this position. And that was something God was like, girl, you got pride. I was like, no, I don't like, and he was like, yes, you do. And it's hard to like see that. But I think like when your prayer is in a like genuine place, even if you have all this stuff going on, mm-hmm. like, I'm like, dang God, like, okay, do I have pride and be real with yourself? Like you have to be like, he can't heal a fake you. Like if you're just going to pretend your whole life, he can't do anything with that. But like when you recognize and look in the mirror and you're like, wow, this is where I'm not walking in humility. I'm not walking in meekness. I'm not walking in the fruit of the spirit. Like a good, (laughs) this is our sword. Everything else is defenses against the enemy. And like darkness and principalities but this is our sword because everything that anybody will ever face and has ever faced is talked about in here and god gives wisdom on it and counsel that he's like hey this like completely puts out the scorching darts what are they called fiery darts darts. okay thank you (laughs) it's like whatever that is but like this Mm. is the only thing that will put it out not Mm. your strength not your mindset or how many self-help books you read it's what he says, like his word is the only thing that can like extinguish that. And so when you always come back to this, that's how you fight pride. That's how you fight this. Like when you're constantly like eating this, it's really hard to be prideful when you're not the one who died on the cross for your sins, like, and everybody It's like, that's something that like, just the understanding of his holiness and how much he carries the weight of the world. And it's not heavy for him. Like that kind of makes you be like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know. So that's something is like, there's some people who will never know because their hearts are too hardened. And in the Old Testament, like there's times where Jesus or God was like, hey, their hearts are hardened. Like he hardened Pharaoh's heart because he was like, you are just not wanting it. And he allows it to happen because that's their choice. He gave us free will. He's a gentleman. He won't overstep that. But with us, like, we're constantly in a prayer of like, God, we always want to be grateful and we always want to be humble. If we're ever walking in something that's prideful, God, like show us, like convict us. And then we can always repent from it. But it's hard. Some people don't want it, but then some people are like, God, I'm too broken. And then he's like, all right, get up. You're not like an orphan. You're my son. You're my daughter. I have a purpose, a calling. You have authority. Like there's like two sides. Like you can either have the orphan heart or you could be the Pharisee and just be like, 
You know? What would you be like if you're the Pharisees? <laughs> <laughs> I love what you guys said about like pride and then just like, all the answers I found in the Bible. I always said that, like, especially like the harder challenges in life. And very recently, it's just like for me, the verse I read stood out Psalms 40. It's saying, you know, we talk about that at church too. It's like I cry out to the Lord, surrender myself, mm -hmm. and then wait patiently for Him to come rescue me. So, all that's to say is, the more, the bigger the problem, I always feel like people should spend more time reading the Bible because that's where all the answers are found. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when you, it's, his timing is a beautiful thing. Uh, I feel like we can go on this topic forever, but yes, I do want to yes, touch yes. base on Malta right here. Yes. <laughs> you talk about purpose. So you got this vision from God. You started this Christian apparel company. Tell us about Malta. How, how did this whole thing unfold? Gosh. Um, yeah, so literally like... <laughs> A week after that night that I was talking about where that girl like told me oh, I'm talking yeah. to someone else and then the next day I talked to my parents. A week after that, it was October seventh, twenty twenty. Yeah. Um, I had a very vivid dream. Like just was the dream was very short, but it was more of the revelation afterward, like when I was woken up at like two or three in the morning that really like kind of set the tone for what I was to do, but in the dream, it was basically like that girl was in it, um, but she wasn't like a big role. She was just kind of next to me. And I had this like, uh, or she had this bracelet that was broken. And uh, it sounds super like lame of a dream. But like when I came out of it, it was just like download of craziness. I have two pages of in a like iPhone note that like while I'm in the middle of my sleep, basically like typed out because I went straight back to sleep. Wow. And then I woke up at like yeah. eight in the morning or whatever the next yeah. day. And I was like, oh, wait, like. I woke up and I read it, yeah. but, um, in the dream I had, um, this bracelet that was broken and I'm like crying, which is unusual cause I don't cry really. He does um, now. Yeah, I do sometimes <laughs> now, you know, God's working on that with me, show me yeah. showing emotions, but, yeah. um, I was like trying to put it back together, but I was, the th reason I was crying was cause I was just like, why does it just have to be a bracelet? Like, why can't it be more? Why can't it communicate? or start a conversation about God in some way. Mm. And it was a bracelet. It wasn't like a shirt or anything. But mm. then I look up and um, Rick Warren, that's who his name is. Mm. He wrote The Purpose Driven Life, mm -hmm. which I didn't know at the time. I had like maybe heard his name once or mm. twice, which was the odd thing. Like I just saw a figure in my dream and for mm. some reason just knew it was Rick Warren. Mm. And I was like, okay. So I wake, wake up, write down like Rick Warren, um, broken bracelet, like there has to be more to like apparel than just like putting it back together and making it the same thing as it was before. And sure. so, and then, um, also like more downloads of, um, like the whole premise of Malta, which I'll get to is like, you have to, not every person, but like most people like seek and encounter God at their, like we were saying, like rock bottom, like mm -hmm. when you're just kind of like at your wits end and it was just more like, I just kind of got this word like wrecked, like when you're just wrecked. And I was originally going to name it wrecked apparel. And then I was like, I don't want to be like some 13 year old Xbox kid, like yeah. screaming at someone like get wrecked kind yeah. of thing. And I'm yeah. like, I just don't want, it just kind of sounded cheesy. And, but I just kept it in there yeah. and I was like, what, like for the next couple of weeks, I was just like, what was like, what are you speaking to me in this? And um, I was listening to a bunch of sermons at the time because I'm on night shifts driving in. So I have an hour drive in, an hour drive yeah. back, six days, six nights a week. Gosh. So I'm listening to the sermon and it's on um, the island of Malta and how like Paul was shipwrecked in Acts 27 and 28. And I was like, oh, wrecked. And I was like, it was, it's not like some profound thing where God was like, you need to name it Malta. It was just like... <laughs> 
Oh wow, that'd be a really cool name because I wanted. I also wanted it to be like mis- not mysterious, but something where like I love brands like Grateful Apparel or Jesus Loves You. Yeah. Um, but I wanted it to be something different where it was like a, a brand where you hear Malta Apparel and you don't instantly associate it with Christianity or like other people say religion. Yeah. So it kind on. of like it almost <laughs> like traps someone into a conversation, yeah. like yeah. like like that meme of that guy that's just like come here. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It, what was it like? Come here. Yeah. yeah. So um <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's just like uh we a lot of the designs and that yeah. was kind of like where it sparked was just making it something where it's like dope Christian streetwear that doesn't have to be like you know, like a cross in the form of like faith or John mm. three sixteen and like simple. No letters. hate, no hate on those, but yeah, not our but style. like <laughs> adding creativity and using the gifts that I didn't even know God gave me. Cause like, yeah. and what's crazy is a month before I was prophesied over, like they were just like Ryan Chen, mm. uh, Tyler, they were just like, I just like, are you an artist? And I was like, no. And they were like, mm. well, I just, I feel like you're going to encounter, like come up on this like creative opportunity and like there's going to be business and there's going to be leadership and all this different stuff. And he was like, you're going to walk up to this river and God's just going to ask you to just jump and trust him. And I was like, this was like weeks before and I didn't put two and two together until after the dream. And after I kind of started, I was like, Oh wow, this is the creativity that he was calling me into and jumping out to trust him into like this fast flowing river. Yeah. And, um, so it was just really cool. That was kind of like the start of it of, all right, like, let's do this. So that was in October. I got the LLC set up at the end of November. And then um, we dropped our first collection the day we started dating, actually, the same <laughs> day on December 31st, 2020. Wow. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's been just over three years. And that was kind of the start of it. And it was kind of in the same season of just seeking him um, and, you know, delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. So your apparently, hearts. like, you know, the desire to own a business or to, and I always yeah. kind of saw that as, like, a, a strength of mine of like knowing how to coordinate teams. And I always yeah. saw that, like even in engineering school, we do group projects. I would always be like, want to be the leader of the team. Cause I knew yeah. people's strengths and would like advocate for this person doing this part. And yeah. now I'm like, wow, that's probably, you know, a good trait to have if you want to lead a, uh, people in a business. Um, yeah. so that was the start of it and just kind of been growing ever since. And yeah, just the asking God. The making, and you just recently quit your, uh, your long uh, grinding six days of driving hour back and forth you just recently quit that job as of last month to focus full-time on Malta yeah yeah and I don't want to make it sound like I left it because it was like Mm -hmm. grueling and tiring Mm because that was just two months out of the year or like Mm -hmm. 10 weeks total out of the year on night shifts and sometimes on weekends I'd get calls and stuff um but it was I genuinely like when I had my conversation with my boss about it like I actually so back up a little bit sorry in um june of last year Mm -hmm. yeah june of last year we went to like this young adult event um at cftn it was Mm. a friday night and it was just after i got a call because we were trying to like at least just find a space for our inventory because we have a bunch of inventory in our house that is just like taking up a, a entire room and then is pushing into another one of the rooms of our house and then into our living room. Mm. We're like, okay, we need to like separate business from home. Sure. Um, and I got a call that day on this like Friday that like, oh, this warehouse got like sold from beneath us and it's no longer available and it's going to take a while for us to find another place um, through this like leasing agency. Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, dang, like it was right close to our house and I was just kind of yeah. defeated and I was like, all right, God, like what do you want me to do? Because yeah. there's things just falling through left and right and... 
for Malta, but like it's picking up and I have nowhere to put it. And yeah. also like work is really busy. Like I, I can't balance these two. Like, what do you want right. me to do? And I, I, I told Jacqueline and our, one of our pastors was like, I, my entire life almost religiously, like didn't want ever want to like ask God to like give me a sign because I always felt like that was like, don't put your God to the test, sure. but that's not like putting him to the test. That's not saying like, if I do this, you'll do this. Mm. Like there's many times when people are like, give me a sign. And then he right. shows up. Tell and so that was the first day I was just kind of like, yeah. okay, God, like this is way too much for me to handle. Like just, if you want me to do this full time, if you want me to leave my job, I will just give me a sign. Mm. And so I get into this event. Mm. It was like a prophetic night, essentially for young adults. And we like led into worship and right after worship, uh, one of the pastors who we were really close with um, basically was just saying, like, I feel like one of you or a few of you in here, like, is trying to go up this mountain, like, scale this mountain that Jesus is trying to go up with you. Mm. And Jesus is, like, trying to, like, hold your hand and scale this mountain with you. And, like, the it, the adventurous side of you wants to go, but you're holding on to something else. Like, mm. and... God's asking you, like, if you want to go higher and you want to continue with me, you have to let go of some things. So I was like, okay, that could apply to me. Like, it was wow. like, all right, that sounds like a pretty clear answer, but I want to, like, really press into this more. But then, like, literally the next person, another pastor, singles me out out of, like, the 100 people in the room and was like, Kyle, you're very over... I feel like you're just very overwhelmed, and God's mm. really going to be opening some doors for you in the coming, like, in the future. And um, he's going to give you rest and peace because I was in like this whirlwind of like mm -hmm. no rest, no peace and way overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. um, and she's had a bunch of other like very on point, like ridiculously like accurate things. And I was like, wow, it's time. Like this is, this feels like it's time. Mm -hmm. And just to put a nail on the coffin, uh, in the coffin, because I was like kind of on like the wow, that, all right, like this is it, but like, uh. I, the pa other pastor like comes up and is like, after like 30 minutes of, um, of other words, he comes up and was like, all right, everyone just like close your eyes. And I just want you to take a moment of like 10 seconds, just like thank God for tonight and for your life and everything. But also like, if there was something that like jumped out to you tonight, like just what are some, a couple words that you're, that you want to take away that you feel like God's speaking to you tonight. And I was like, it's time. And then after like the 10 seconds of silence, the first words he said, he's like, he goes, the time is now. And oh, I was like, come on. I was like, all right, someone's in my head. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is weird. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, God, yeah. you know, like led with that first one and the second one. And then, so it's not like, you know, trying to like, you know, angel numbers and like, oh, I saw 71 <laughs> three times today. So yeah. I guess on yeah. July 1st, I'm going to do this. A lot of people do that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was, it's not like that. It was just like, I felt seen yeah. by God and like he was clearly communicating to me like that was the sign mm -hmm. of like dude just do it and so i mm -hmm. talked to jacqueline obviously because you can't just like leave your job without talking to your sure. spouse <laughs> yeah so i talked with her um and then we were just praying into it heavily and yeah. um i talked to other people and sought wise counsel and they were yeah. like they were on the same page of me as me of not like being like all right putting my two weeks notice in let's just do it it was yeah. more because i i was in a very like niche role at, yeah. at palo verde where if I left, it would leave a huge void, and that's not out of a place of arrogance or, 
or anything or yeah, pride. It was just value. more of like my yeah. position is like it took a long time to train me up to that, and they mm. poured a lot of extensive time and training and classes mm. into me. Yeah, and for me to just leave would be like, all right, thanks guys, but see you. Right. Um. So it was more of like, okay, I need to like walk through this in a yeah. like honorable way and respect right. my, the people that kind of gave me this opportunity. So I had a, the talk with my boss and was like, hey, this is the deal. I'm not getting pushed out of here. Like. I don't feel like I'm overwhelmed. I don't feel like I have a terrible work-life balance. I don't feel like I am not respected or honored here. Like you guys, I, yeah, they, there is a very good company to work for. Like, I don't have anything negative about it. And I was like, I just feel called, like it's almost a pull out of it, not a push. Well, for just to throw in there too, it wasn't just like a, oh yeah, we're just going to keep doing Malta. And then all of a sudden it was like, okay, now I'm leaving. It was like a battle. He faced like most of having Malta was this tug to do Malta, but he mm. constantly was like being demanded at, demanded by, by, yeah, um, mm-hmm. Palo Verde to like work. Obviously he had to work and he has a very like high place there. So he had to constantly give his time and effort. Yeah. But a lot of this was like a battle. He's like, I don't, I need to leave. Like, I don't know when I'm leaving. I don't right. like, I need to hear blah, blah, blah. It was yeah. like, God, like, I know I'm supposed to leave. Like I can't do both. Like it was this yeah. constant, like, yeah. and there was a point I was like, Dude, God's not going to give you the next season if you're still like wishing this season away. Yeah. It was like a time yes, where I was still like getting priority to that previous season. Yeah. yeah, well I'm like there's you're still in this season for a reason. Mm. So ask God what it is. Like maybe mm. you need to be Jesus to these people who don't really maybe not know him. That's true. Mm. That like, was that like was, a really big pivotal It point wasn't just there. like a, oh I got a prophetic mm. word and everything. It was literally like a war with him every day was like, I want this, but I'm stuck here. I want this. And it was like, you're wishing a season away that you will never get back. And so Mm -hmm. we really had to like dig deep into like, okay, God, we're still here. We know you have this for us, but what's right here. And that was something I like, it makes me think of the, um, the 40 years in the wilderness. They were always like, we don't have this now. We don't have this right now. We don't have this. And God's like, I provide food for you every day. I provide shelter. I provide this. I'm giving you um, the promised land. land, But you guys are stuck on like, well, I'm, I don't have this. I don't have this. We were better. Creating things that they didn't even have. In Egypt, we had meat and all this. It's like, Mm. no, you didn't. You had like garlic and whatever. But it was something like, (laughs) our hearts like have to be right. Like he, he cares so much about us. He wants our hearts pure when we're going into whatever he has for us next. And how is God going to trust you in the season he's calling you into if he can't trust you in the season you're in right now? Like if you're treating the season you're in right now as like some just like waiting period. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's seasons to wait, but if you're treating it like, oh, like I'm so over this, like God, just get me onto the next thing. He's like, Hey, hold on. Like I have a plan. I have a purpose for every one of these things. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was crazy. I'm glad you brought that up because that was in April like three months before this whole thing happened. So like she mm-hmm. kind of like lit me up on the phone cause I was just <laughs> complaining about work cause I was on nights and mm-hmm. not able to see her or any friends or anything. And I'm just like kind of just frustrated and so done with that. And then she was just like, babe, like you need to like have a different perspective shift. Like God's not going to like speak to you about this. If you're just like wishing or hating the thing that he has you in right now kind of thing. And so I was just like, all right. So it was really cool because that changed my perspective there. And then literally for the next three months or whatever, April to June, July is, um, I literally was like, I would get like encouraging words for people and have more conversations about God with them. And I was like, wow, this is like way different. I (laughs) can't believe I did not do this before. And it was more joyful almost. So Mm. yeah, so that was, 
I don't know where we were, but that was a good good thing to bring up because that was a pivotal point too. I got two questions. I'll, I'll answer. I'll answer one question for you, Kyle, specifically because I know Malta was your uh, uh, vision, and Jacqueline's has been helping you so much throughout this whole journey. I'm curious. For the folks out there that's going to be listening, that just in grind mode, they're in the grind culture, they're just working hard. And she's obviously a huge part of Malta, where you guys are now. Would you, in honesty, if she wasn't in your life, would you be where you're at today? No. <laughs> oh, didn't even have to think. No. No, no way. Yeah. yeah, no way. And I even, I brought this up to my dad the mm. night that I quit my job. I actually, mm. we invited, mm. she invited my parents over because I was having a really rough time because mm-hmm. I didn't really process, give myself time to like process it the months leading up to it. Mm. So I gave myself like the six months of kind of like walking through training someone up and the whole mm. process of making sure that I was honoring them and um on january 5th i was my last day they took me to boba <laughs> i love boba yeah <laughs> and um but when i got home i was just like rush. oh yeah. my gosh and so i just i said i don't cry much but i cried for like almost two hours straight just about yeah. like oh my gosh what am i doing like it just feels like like the floor has just been like completely pulled out beneath me and i have no idea what to do now because i don't have income mm-hmm. like it somehow god's gonna have to provide like or else I'm going to be homeless and we're, I'm not going to be a man providing for my spouse. Like this, I, they, like a lot of these emotions and all the people that I knew and um, had built relationships with, um, where was I going? You were telling your parents something. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Me, yeah. I, yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when my dad, my parents came over, I had kind of like settled down a little bit and I was like, you know, this like, decision would have been a lot more difficult with someone else Mm. but Jacqueline like God prepared Jacqueline for me and me for Jacqueline to where like both of us are on such a like similar wavelength of like thinking and pursuing Jesus and purpose in our life and we're just like you know what like if this is what God is speaking to us right now like we trust him and it wasn't her being like I don't know babe like she literally was like, as soon as I told her that night, like the night that I was like, I yeah. guess this is time. She was like, awesome. Like, let's <laughs> talk to God and see when that I was like, oh, yeah. wow. So it just made it to where it, I didn't have a spouse that was like, you know, doubting me or yeah. doubting God or like, oh, like really resistant. Like, how are we going to do this? Do I need to pick up a second or third job to pay for this? Yeah. It was like almost the exact opposite of like, no, let's keep doing what we're doing and let's just see what he does. And so I told my dad, I was like, honestly, like she made this decision so much easier. Yeah. So uh, that's, I love that. This is a, Thanks, I, I don't, I, yeah, I wouldn't, the company would not be where it's at if it weren't for Jacqueline, but also like, I wouldn't have had the courage and boldness without like the support of a wife like that, that is kind of came alongside me and had the same vision. You know, it says some prophets are good women. It's the best gift from God. <laughs> so yep. yeah, I love that. I love how what you guys shared right here. So for the folks that are listening out there, I, I meet a lot of Christian that's young. Maybe they're in a younger part of life or maybe they're in their thirties, but it just seems like, Oh, I know God's got something for me, but I don't know what that quite is yet. I want to accelerate that process. What do you want me to do? God, for those people that are just kind of in that season of waiting, what, what's your message for them? Obviously, clearly God's giving you clear vision with Malta and you being part of his life. What do you want to tell for someone who's just kind of anxious for God's purpose in life, but they don't know what that is yet? You know, I would say kind of what we started with, which mm. I'm glad that we talked about this before, but Psalm 37, 4. Mm. Like you, you trying to like, you're almost trying to manipulate God by being like, mm. God, what do you, what do you want me to do? Is it this, is this, is this? And he's like, 
what, what if none of those things that you're bringing up are what he's calling you to? Cause yeah. I, I, in before October, 2020, I would have had no idea that I was interested right. in making a clothing line. Like I, that is, I went to school for engineering. I don't know business. I don't know yeah. graphic design. I don't know anything how to run a business. I don't even know what I'm doing right now. (laughs) So like looking back, I'm just like, man, if I would have just tried to finesse it and be like, all right, God, like, what do you want me to do? Like, should I promote, get, try and seek promotion at work? Should I try and go into leadership? Should I try and like, that would have been none of the answers from God. I've just been going on my own path. But instead it was like, I was just like, you know what, God, I don't know what I'm doing, but you, you know what, like my life has for me, you know what you designed me for, what my purpose is. And, um, it's funny because like the guy in the dream, Rick Warren, um, his most famous book that he wrote, like best-selling book was the purpose driven life. And so that mm-hmm. was one of the books I read like first off. And I was like, wow, this like applies a lot to, mm-hmm. I can't remember everything cause I read it for three, four years ago, but, um, it's just like, man, you just have to delight yourself in the Lord mm-hmm. and he will fulfill the desires of your heart. Like and, you don't even know what those are sometimes and he'll right. reveal them to you. You really don't like, mm. and I think one thing is like the answer is seek first the kingdom of God mm. and all these things will be given to you. Yeah. And that's talking about your needs. That's talking yeah. about like your clothes, but like how, how he provides for it you. It starts with all those worries, concerns, what ifs, what if not, like all those random things that like consume our minds sometimes and we're not walking in peace. A lot of times that quiets down when you're seeking God, when you're in intimacy with Jesus, when you're constantly like, what do you have for me? Mm. Um, and it sounds easier, like, like we're sitting here saying this, but it was a process, like right. submitting to something that our flesh naturally like rejects and aligning our spirit with like, okay, God, we want what you have for us. Cause clearly his plan is better. Peter, yeah. sorry, it was Simon first was a fisherman, but yeah. God completely changed his career, men. took yeah. him away from what he's known his entire life. And was like, you're going to be a fisher of men. And on you, I'm going to build my church, this rock. Yeah. Peter That's was cool. probably like, what? Like, that is not what I planned for. Yeah, that is I don't like, to fish for men. I have to leave my wife. Like, I have, a, I have to do this. I have to not do that. Not leave his wife. But, but no, not leave his wife. Sorry, Lord. <laughs> yeah, that's not what I meant. But like, yeah, who's this Messiah he, yeah, dude? Yeah, he had like, to join something. And it was like, all the disciples, they yeah. all had choices. Mm. Um, they could either follow him or follow their own desires of what they thought was going to sustain them. And God yeah. was like, I have so much more for you. I think the biggest thing is we grip onto things that we think are like, this makes really good money. This is this, this mm. is this, this is this. And God's like, oh, I have so much more for you. Like I let go of my career and I thought that was going to be my forever thing. Yeah. And God was like, no, I have so much more for you. Mm -hmm. And like the beautiful thing is when you're walking in that, those desires that like, you know, are there, but you don't really have them like activated. Mm. Now where we're walking, I'm like, oh my God, I forgot that was in me. Like, God, you put that in my heart. Like when I was a little girl, like, where did that come from? And those things that like we've buried with work hard, do this, do this, do this. Yes, there is importance of working. Like God created us to work and it glorifies his name. But there's also the importance of where are you at with Jesus? Because that matters the most. Because if you're just walking in your own understanding, Mm -hmm. there's, yeah, it may look good, but at the end of your life, none of it's going to matter unless you were walking with him. And to, to go a level deeper on your question, like mm-hmm. it's important that once you f- feel like, oh, wow, this is what God is calling me into, 
it's important to not like put that above God once it becomes something that yeah. like you're walking in. Cause there's times where we've, we've been like, wow, we need like, would what would happen if like Malta just didn't work or if like something happened with the business or if he calls me to like give it to someone and then just pursue something else, would I be able to do that? And it's always a good heart check of being like, is this ministry that he's blessed us with and kind of like given us the keys to like more important than seeking him? And if that's the, if that, the answer is yes, then I really need to reevaluate like what I'm doing this for. For real. I so, love what you say. I think so many entrepreneurs make that mistake. So many Christian entrepreneurs make yeah. that mistake. And through life experience, what, what amazing wisdom to share. Just seek kingdom of God first, all the rest will, you know, shall come to you. Mm-hmm. Um, as we kind of getting closer towards the end of the evening right here, how do people support you guys? How do they find out more about Malta? You know, where would you like to send them? Like, uh, Malta-apparel.com. <laughs> Malta-apparel.com. Yeah, M-A-L-T-A-apparel. Dash-apparel.com. Yeah. Got it. And uh, any, anything you want them to sign up for or like any newsletter or like... We have a like text like, newsletter. Read your Bible. Yeah. Read That's your Bible. it. Yeah, read your That's Bible literally too. It. Oh, <laughs> Please. Yeah, I love that. I love yeah that. we just sent out like uh, a BOGO sale today. So we have a buy one, get one sale today. So okay. you would find out about that if you were subscribed to the text. But yeah. I think the biggest know. support, and I may answer for yeah. both of us if you have yeah. more, is like our intentions of the business is like, yeah, to sustain a life like our ministry, which is our marriage, which is our mm. first ministry. But then like the biggest thing we want for the people or anyone who sees our stuff is see Jesus mm. and see the great commission, the thing mm. that is greater than ourselves. And that's like our biggest goal is like, yeah, it looks cool and it's edgy and it like whatever. But the biggest thing is like, where's Jesus in it? Cause if he's not getting glorified and that's mm. not what you're seeing, then we don't want you to be a part of it. Like kind of thing. Like we want your support, yeah. but we want you to see God. And if you're not finding it, like we obviously want everyone to be a part of it, but do you know what I mean when I say that? Like yeah. I, that's like our biggest thing is like, that's how you support us is like find Christ in it. But also like, if you're going to buy stuff and rock it, it's like, walk the walk mm. don't just wear a cute shirt and be like yeah i'm christian and i have a verse in my bio like walk the walk Let's like go. let the lord like yep. do something in you because if i'm gonna wear god is with us and i'm out on the street and someone's mm. sitting on the sidewalk and needs prayer am i gonna pray for them or am i just gonna be like mm, i have to go to work i have to do this or am i gonna actually walk the great commission like people yeah. can be healed people can be set free you can be the one thing that potentially gives them hope it's not us but by the spirit of god and so when people wear this kind of stuff we really want them just to be like go put your hand on the sick, go cast out demons, go do whatever the Lord tells you to do. And that's like how we can best be supported is like, we want everyone to walk the walk and know the Jesus we know, because that's Mm. how we changed. And that's how we know him is like, that's the best thing you can do for us. (laughs) Like, yeah, everything else will be added. Like, and we have pretty cool stuff, but that's because mm. Jesus helps us. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. that would be my thing of supporting. But if you have something else on your heart. Yeah, no, that I feel like that's we there's always like that line that's really difficult because some people like take the ambassador, like because we have an ambassador program, they take yeah. that to like the extreme of like, yeah. oh, like here's my code, like Malta apparel, Malta apparel for the glory. I'm like, dude, this isn't about like, yes, like we have cool designs that you like cool but like yeah. don't make it so like gung-ho about malta that you lose god in it like right. this is for god first and foremost yeah. and um like she was saying like i think it's basically spot on like we want ma- people to feel mm-hmm. 
emboldened by like what they're wearing so that when they're walking around and like in some normal place and someone asks them a question that they won't be like, yeah, thanks. And then just walk, which I've fell prey to because I have like this attachment of like, well, like how do I go about like saying it's my business without coming off conceited or prideful? Or, like people will literally be so. like, nice shirt. And I'll be like, he was like, I'm not going to say anything. And I'm like, <laughs> this is our company. Like you, like if you want something, yeah. but it's not in like that way, but it's like, yeah. If they ask, he's like, oh, yeah, it's multi apparel. And I'm like, bro, you just tell him. It's but, not that yeah. big of a deal. But now it's, it's been really cool because I've yeah. been, she's highlighted that to me, and we'll be at the gym, and someone will come up and yeah. ask, like, talk about the shirt, and I'll be yeah. like, oh, and I'll just ask them questions like, where do you go to church? And we'll just have a conversation. Come on. So it, it's, um, it's really cool because that's the, our motto is like sparking conversations, conversations about, about Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. So okay. if someone comes up and asks you about it, like, actually yeah. talk about Jesus. Don't. Yeah. Don't try and like, yeah, you can throw them a business card or like, hey, here's like yeah. where I got it. But at the same time, like we want it to be more focused on like yeah. the whole goal of the shirt is to spark conversation about Jesus, not about Malta. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So that yeah. is her yeah. advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, I just want to acknowledge you guys. I want to open this uh, uh, question for the audience here pretty shortly. But I just want to acknowledge both of you in terms of your guys' friendship to me and i'm just so proud of you how god worked in you too over the years and how much each of you grown and grown together on this journey and you guys are both on the hero's journey right now it's like david's got to slay a lion and a bear before he can slay goliath and so it's coming mm-hmm. more tests <laughs> coming down the road but he's Amen. priming your guys he's preparing you guys for that next season and i'm so happy so joyful to watch alongside be part of this journey so thank you so much for having Dude, me thank you for having us inviting for us yeah. trusting us with i was like speaking. what do we have to offer yeah. <laughs> we have Everything. What, what amazing story thank um, you so with that i've been asking you all questions all night but let's open up to the audience anyone wants